feet are your allies on this journey called life. Treat them right, pamper them, and give them some Anatag love. Today's episode of Inside the Wires is brought to you by Xenon Paddle. All Xenon Paddles have been designed and engineered by a paddle player right here in the USA. Take your game to the next level. Play with Xenon. For more information, visit xenonpaddle.com. Welcome to Inside the Wires, hands down, the best podcast in all of racket sports. Listener discretion may be advised for a younger audience. Welcome back to Inside the Wires. I am Ben, that is Noah, and I apologize that we haven't had a a show in a while. That's, That's my fault. I have terrible computer knowledge and haven't been able to get into my computer for about a month um that i do all the editing and everything on that so um my computer works so i just finished editing the Marek chavinsky episode that will be out we are back and we have an episode with sam byram uh i missed sam the last time we were he was on but um we we planned on talking for like half an hour and i think we're like an hour and a half deep into talking to Sam. So, um, you know, it's it's the fun of these, these podcasts, right? No, it's like, you know, we're like, Hey, we'll have a quick chat with you. And an hour and 20 minutes later, we're like, okay, all right. All right. We got to be done. Um, you know, you know what it reminds uh, me of? I don't don't know if you've watched as you know, I I can't really watch shows because I fall asleep, but what I can watch for some reason is, uh, YouTube videos, usually because they're shorter. But they're have short. you seen these things with with Bill Maher? It's called Club Random. It's a podcast he does, uh-huh. which I also, other than ours, I don't listen to any podcasts. But uh, so it's a video of him doing the podcast, much like we're doing here. And he has guests on where he just kind of sits down and talks. There's like no agenda and just, you know, it's the same same kind of deal. He wants to talk for a short period of time. It's just a good conversation. It keeps going. So oh, I'll look it up. Yeah, fortunately, that's uh, that's what we get to do: get to talk with some fun people from battle and have have fun conversations. So, Tam, um, Sam was no exception we, today. No, it was no exception. But we've been away for like a month. I, yeah. uh, I, I played a tournament with Jay Waldenberg. I know yes, we always did. like to mention Jay. I yes, played an entire did. day of paddle with the fucking legend Jay yes. Waldenberg, who we are going to get on the show, and has been listening to all the episodes now because no, uh, no, he tells yeah. me about yeah. Um, Jay's, like, Jay's like the ghost. These people that are out of Chicago that don't know who Jay is, they're, you know, who oh, is dude. Jay? I you get, might have to post a picture of Jay just so I can put him like We a, did. I posted a picture of me and him. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And okay. then uh, I got a, a quick thing about Jay. He's just, he's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He drives people, some people nuts, but I love Jay. I think he's awesome. He's interesting. When we would warm up for a match, so we played the cabin fever. Um we were, Jay comes out with like a fucking suitcase of just shit on the side of the court. And every time like the warm up's done, he'll like run off the court. You know, when you're about, someone's about to go like up or down or, you know, whatever, MLW, whatever it is. They'll spin. And as they're spinning, Jay leaves the court. So I'll, you know, I'll call up and they'll say up. First match, I, I, I was like, okay, we'll receive. Oh, that was the wrong answer. Like, <laughs> Jay came back like 
five minutes later, I was like, oh, Jay, we ended up down this end and we're, we're received. Oh, dude. I, so they would spin the racket. Jay would leave the court. And I go, I can't give you an answer right now. We got to wait until Jay comes back because it doesn't matter what I choose. Uh, wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. So um, that's my latest Jay one. And it's just uh, one of the things I love about Jay. He's awesome. He's like, all right, well, you know, the sun and it, like this guy, you know, he only wins serve for like 17% of the time. And he's awesome. So that was my, that was my Waldy um, experience. Stuff. And wow. people, you, people you almost won. People come to Chicago, we'll get to meet him for nationals, I'm sure. They should, they should. Yeah. And then uh, you almost won a tournament in Lagunitas with Mr. Well, Burris. Well, Sven almost, Sven Burris almost won the tournament. I, I happen to be on the court as well. I would serve in the you fourth know, game. But let's let's be honest. <laughs> if if I'm playing you and Sven, Sven's not seeing a fucking ball. So you probably you got don't to think hit. They're pick, you don't think they're picking on him? You probably got to hit a lot of balls that weekend, I'm guessing. So you must have been playing well. Um, you know, well enough, I guess. Um, you know, I, I, I probably would have seen a lot of balls, but fortunately Sven's got a lot of range. So as long as I covered my alley, Sven yeah. had most of the rest of it. But uh, <laughs> I think it depended on how tight the match was. You know, when it, when it was an easier match, it was uh, I had free reign. As match tightened up, uh, so did my area of court coverage. But it was... Uh, Listen, it's always, I, listen, anybody who gets a chance to play with a national champion in a tournament, I would highly oh. recommend doing it because it's a lot of fun, as well as anytime you get a chance to play in Lagunitas. I, it's, I, everyone's heard me talk about that. That and Toronto are just two of my favorite tournaments because the people there are great and the environment is a lot of fun and it's uh, just really cool. I mean, unfortunately, you know, California's going through crazy amounts of rain the last few weeks. And mm. while we're out there, we, Miss most of it, except for we for the finals we caught it. But yeah, it's it's so much fun. That tournament is just great. So, uh, so well, let's get ready for next year. Let's promote Toronto real quick. Do you know when it is? What are the dates? When can people get out to this? Because I, I want to go to this. Yeah, I, I got to make it this year. I believe it's April fifteenth. So here, this might be some <gasps> some news that uh, that this might be some news that that hasn't been out there yet. But hang on, let me uh, let me verify. Oh, uh, I'm going on vacation like five, six days later so that I could do that this year. Saturday, April 15th. So, uh, you know, this is a precursor to our interview with Sam, but Sam talks about his local pro, right? That's who my partner is for the uh, Toronto already. I already got him locked in. You got Bernie? That's my man. Man. Right? That's my man. So Bernie. Bernie's, already, Bernie's already on board, right? So this is in the public domain now. He's, he's already committed to me, but... Uh, but now it's out there for him. So yeah, that's uh, oh, con- congratulations. I, he's he, I like Bernie. He's a good dude. He's so Bernie, good. You guys Bernie, have a good time. Uh, everybody in Toronto is going to have a lot of fun. That's a it's, it's right, such so, a good tournament. So all right, well we'll uh, get it. We'll get a crew, and we we talk about team nationals. So we'll try and get a bunch of people to play that yeah, when we yeah, talk with Sam now. So yeah, that's fun too. So yeah, good stuff. So hey, let's uh, let's get on with Sam's interview. Welcome back to Inside the Wires. We've uh, 
we've missed talking to you for a while, but uh, but we're back now. That Ben has a functioning keyboard, so we're all set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should we should have put out the APB. If anybody knows how to uh, fix an Apple keyboard, reach out to us, right? Mm. Uh, but uh, today we're uh, we're happy to have on Sam Byram. Sam wears a lot of hats, uh, including baseball hat he's wearing tonight. But uh, a lot of hats uh, does some stuff for the APT at a national level with. Team Nationals and PTI Nationals is heavily involved in in Baltimore Paddle and uh, just an overall good guy. So, and he also, I guess he's involved in this other crazy game called pickleball, which I don't understand, but uh, maybe we'll talk about that if we have time. So, uh, so here's Sam. Welcome. Thank you, guys. It's uh, good to be back with you. Nice to have Ben this round. Last year he bailed. I on wasn't. Him, I know. It's nice to have Ben. Well, his microphone wasn't working then. That's why he couldn't be on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Sam many talk- issues. Yeah, right. So, so, so Sam, uh, talk a little bit about about your background, uh, how you got into uh, into paddle. What uh, you know, were a racket guy before, but uh, talk a little bit about how you got started with paddle. Yeah, uh, you know, I was a tennis player, squash player as a as a kid. I, I actually went to Denison uh, University uh, and had a paddle court at Denison. And one of my many regrets from college was never using the paddle court uh, at Denison University. Uh, maybe I could have could have been somebody, but uh, I know there's a lot of Denison players out there uh, playing. Could have been uh, Jerani Barnes. Durrani and uh, Hallie Bodman and um, there's a there, there's a ton Rand, of them. So. Randy Randy Lofgren and Flip Goodspeed. Yep. Flip yeah. Goodspeed. I was gonna say, geez, he's way down the list now. <laughs> Come yeah, on, that's right. <laughs> hey, you only got eight, eight titles. I mean, you know, you're not Hopefully, some people, not list, hopefully <laughs> the people listening to the show know who he is. But that's, uh, uh, that's right. Uh, well, um, did, who, did Paget Neve go there? That's. Did I was Padgett? just gonna say, yeah. Patch. I think Paget went there as well. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's others, but I, that's. Off the top yeah. of my head, that's all I remember. But that's a pretty good uh, for a small school. That's uh, that's a pretty good list of uh, paddle guys. For, for two two thousand uh, people, uh, you know, it, it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'm from New York. I lived in New York. Didn't play, you know, once a year or so, and then moved down to uh, Baltimore for for work. I guess in like '03. Um, and started playing and, you know, once I started playing, uh, you know, that was, that was pretty much it. I was, I was fully hooked and, and over the years have just gotten even more hooked and gotten a a little bit better over time, even though, uh, I'm 51 now and, uh, I'm still trying to still trying to improve. So, um, been playing for the last, you know, 20 or so uh, years down, down here and, you know, our, our uh, program and, and Baltimore paddle has grown uh, considerably. I mean, there used to be just one division. Then there were two, then there were three. Now we've got four divisions. We've got 500, uh, just under 500 players in the men's league, um, which is awesome. And I think there's another 250 or so in the women's and they just went to two divisions. So it's really booming. What um, so you talked about four divisions now in Baltimore? Like how many how many teams are in each division, and how many courts do you play? It's always fascinating. Like you here in Chicago, you kind of get used to um, you know what you do locally, and you assume everybody does that. Like in Chicago, we play four courts 
per match or four line, whatever we yep. call them courts, everyone else calls them lines. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I know what is it in Boston? I think they, they played, what do they play? Six or something like that? Six lines? It's like six or eight, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. Like, like here in Chicago, like a lot of clubs either have four courts or six courts, but you know, my, in Boston, I think they have a lot of clubs that have three courts and I think there's a movement afoot to try to go to four, but uh, four physical courts. And then, you know, maybe play four courts instead of or four lines instead of six six lines. But what do you guys do in Baltimore as far as that goes? So we play four lines, um, but we've you know we've desperately tried to get it to eight teams in Division One, eight teams two, eight. You know, it just doesn't work for us. So we've got right now eight teams in Division One, and then we've got like ten in Division Two, and. 12 in division three and 10 in division uh, four. It just, it's tough every night down here. And we don't have, you know, as many courts as, as you guys out there. So, you know, the women are Monday and Wednesday nights, the men are Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and so it, it's limited as to how many divisions we can have. We're, we are maxed out right now in terms of courts. Um, I know our club is looking at more courts. The Larendale club is looking at more roll and run BCC. Like everybody is looking to build more courts in five years. We could literally have, you know, 10 more courts uh, down here, but uh, it's a, it's a struggle uh, to figure out doing the, uh, the schedule is a, is an utter nightmare. Uh, luckily, I have someone that uh, does that does that for me, and I don't need to figure that out. You you said you moved there in '03. I I lived in Baltimore, and I you said Noah. First off, before I ask the question, I think it's like Louisville. How we're pronouncing it wrong? It's like probably you. We say Baltimore, but people yeah. in Baltimore they pronounce it like it's like a D in there. Well, they say Balmer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I went to guess that. Thankfully, yeah, I, I haven't uh, gotten the, the uh, being from yeah. New York, the New York Balmer accent would probably be ugly. So I don't know if I have either, but. But so I, I lived there. I was at Larendale for, I didn't play paddle at all. Uh, there were six courts there, but you were saying how big you guys are maxed out. That's, you know, it was, it's been 14, 15 years now since I lived, I lived there, but it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near that big back then this has got to be what the last 10 years you guys have boomed i mean even the last five you know okay. really really taken off certainly you've got kind of the covid effect which uh was huge but we were we were really really growing there's a lot of younger uh members coming into these clubs i think a lot of the clubs um, and I don't know about Larendale, but some of them were, you know, much older memberships, just didn't have a lot of younger people. Uh, you got a lot of good athletes down here, a lot of lacrosse players. Um, yep, and absolutely. lacrosse players, as I've found, uh, become very, even with no racket skills, become very, very good paddle players pretty sure. quick. Their hands are unbelievable. Um, and so you've just got a lot of younger people um, coming in and, um, you know, Courts is an issue. The, the, the court pressure at, at Larendale, I mean, it's like signing up for a tea time two weeks ahead of time. I mean, people are setting their alarms for, you know, Saturday that's or else you're not you're not going to get to play. That's um, so that's, crazy. And that's a that's, cool little hut at Baltimore. 
when you walk up, I, yeah. you know, yeah. I didn't play, pad again, I didn't play paddle then, but they've got like a really nice big deck and you got good viewing for courts either side. It's a cool little, cool little hut they got over there. Yeah, they've got a great hut and it's a good spot. We, uh, if you go to YouTube and go to Baltimore, just search Baltimore paddle, you'll find some of our recent live live streams. That's been one initiative that we've been trying to do and be uh, get going on the on the board level is investing. It's pretty it's pretty simple. We don't have any graphics. <laughs> we don't have any commentators or scores. We're just showing the the paddle, but uh, wow. we just started this year and and it's been it's been great. And I mean, we did it. We got uh, a, a Mevo, you know, camera and a stand. It was like 500 bucks. Uh, we were just talking about Justin Campbell up at Beatonsbrook. He, he helped me with that. And, you know, for 500 bucks, we've been live streaming. The view is great. I mean, it's right behind the court and it's, and it's perfect. So what, uh, what kind of viewership are you getting? You know, um, for the for the Charm City Classic, which we'll talk about, I think we had a couple of hundred people. You know, that's wide. great. Pretty, oh, which is yeah. cool. I think the finals are is up to like seven hundred views at at this point. And, wow, uh, that's awesome. It's 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 cool. It's 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 growing. And the finals, it was kind of drizzly that Sunday morning, so uh, we didn't get quite the crowd at the um, at the final. The, the Saturday night quarters as like any tournament was, was, was pretty big. Sure. So we were, we were pleased. You should just lie on your YouTube thing. And like, if the cameras from that high above you put up, it's like Johan Durant and Steven Mitchell playing right. so-and-so <laughs> in the charm city. I think you might up the viewer a little bit. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We did have Bernard Schumann. So, uh, oh, you know, good we were, dude. We were, we were, we were, we were close. So, so yeah, it was probably brings up a good point. We talk about, uh, it's you know last couple of years i think you've, you've had an influx of pretty high level uh pros and directors come in there right so who are some of the the top guys now in the area top players out of the baltimore area well at my club uh the elkridge club we got uh very fortunate in bringing down bernard schumann from uh from connecticut from from ccd working with macy and carl of course uh up there and and right. now, hold on, you're name, name dropping Country Club of Darien. And uh, and so Bernard used to, well, Carl Levinat was is the director there. And uh, so Bernard used to work uh, up there as an, as an assistant with formerly Macy Elliott, now Macy Medeiros, who, uh, who's now going to be a director too. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I just assume everybody knows all this. Well, stuff it could be, could be. Show. We've got some diehards <laughs> to listen. You could be right. So. Well, where did where did Macy go to be a director? Sorry, just uh, off topic quickly. Macy was at uh, Golf Club of Avon in Connecticut and is now at Rolling, Rolling, someplace that's rolling. Um, I'm just I'm just asking for Terry Babb. Really, just ask it. <laughs> you know, so he he can plan his his next paddle trip. That's uh, that's how she go. That's how uh, Terry rolls. Uh, she is at. Uh, hold on. This is this is good. Uh, this is good. Good podcast here. For everyone that doesn't know Noah well, he really didn't know anyone in paddle until he got in Xenon. He he can tell you who's the director, the head pro, who they're married or engaged to, who they used to possibly date. Like, you know, you put a business side into Noah. And he'll know everything about everyone you, you, and what club much, they're at. Took you too much credit, but thank God for a contact management system. She's at Rolling Hills in Wilton, Connecticut now. Oh, yeah. Okay, good for her. 
So, well, yeah. as soon as I, I talked to Noah uh, about our opening at, uh, at Elkridge, he said, you should call uh, Bernard Schumann. Uh, and, uh, that, that was that. And now we got him. So, yeah, you know, you thank you to Noah for that. But you have a couple other good, uh, good high level players down there as well, right? Yeah. We've got, uh, you know, Duncan Miller, um, who is a very good player at, uh, Green Spring Valley Hunt Club. He and a guy named Russell Benkheim, who's a big up and coming, uh, player who was here, um, and moved down to, uh, Kenwood in, in Bethesda, um, played, you know, D1 tennis, um and uh is very good uh we've got a new larendale as you mentioned just got a new uh pro nobu tanaka uh from uh coming up from dc from columbia um and then there's uh the pro york pennsylvania plays in our league too because they're they're closer to us than they are to philly and uh roberto bianco is a great guy uh up there um and he's getting there putting a lot of time in the, in the paddle, um, as well. Got, so got, got Jody just came over too, right? Yeah. Uh, Jody Sandbrook is at Baltimore country club. So, you know, that's been a change too. Like we haven't had, you know, really good, uh, pros, uh, down here, tournament level pros in Baltimore. So that just ups everything. And, you know, they're teaching all the people at the club. So everybody's sure. just getting, just getting better. Uh, which awesome. is which is awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. So so, so this, no, this is ahead, kind man. of fascinating to uh, to me. And we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. But I, I maybe a lot of people are like uh, maybe I do. Uh, they think Baltimore and DC are kind of a homogenous area, right? Like in in Chicago, it's it's nothing to drive. I mean, well, it's not nothing, but sometimes you have to drive an hour from uh, depending on if you're way up north like I am go way down south or if you have to go into the city it might be two hours to get in the city no matter where you're going um but baltimore dc even though geographically fairly close it's a very different scene right yeah there are very different scenes they've got a great um you know paddle scene down there but you know if you were trying to play uh down in dc on a thursday night and go down 95 hit oh, a couple God. of beltways and get there you know, even though we're only maybe 50, 55 minutes away, it could take you two and a half hours. That's just not oh, even wow. in the right. in the cards. Yeah. Um, but no, they've got a great scene down there. I think most <clears throat> of the courts are really at congressional. That's where most of the play is. I think Chevy Chase has some some courts as well. Columbia. Um, I think their their league is kind of a draft league every year. So it's not by club. Um, and I oh. think they play most of their uh, matches at Congressional, if I'm not mistaken. Um, will Will there be crossover though? Like uh, being that close, if if there's a, a tournament on a weekend or something like that, uh, like a like a an area tournament, will guys cross over there? Is it that not big of a deal to to go? Oh no, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's down there. There's the Mid Atlantic. Then down in Charlottesville, uh, there's a tournament. There's one in Richmond. Baltimore is kind of in between. So between kind of, you know, Philly, uh, Baltimore and uh, D.C., a lot of the a lot of the tournaments around get get very good players from those, you know, different different areas. Um, but, you know, but we with, just had, with oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, we just had the Maryland states here. Um, so here in Baltimore and, you know, you certainly got guys coming down from uh, from Philly. Um, and you have guys coming up from DC and then you have the local, you know, Baltimore, 
crowd. Generally, for some reason, I don't know, Jersey doesn't really come down too much. Um, and, you know, every year you never know what you're going to get. Kaler came last year with uh, Moutre uh, to play. And so I think as we have more and more players, um, you know, like Bernie and, and Duncan and Jody and Russell, um, this year um, Ricky Sanford and, and Peter Oman came down Um got taken out by a couple of my uh, Baltimore boys, which I was pleased about. Um, but um, yeah, you know, there's definitely crossover when it comes to tournaments. Well, that's what I was going to ask with like, you know, with Jody and Bernard there and now my new favorite name in paddle Nobu. Uh, are they going to, are they going to be talking to like the APTA and, 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 and try and get some bigger tournaments and bigger names to come down and play some events down in that area? Yeah, it's certainly something that I think we'd like to take a look at, you know, now. I mean, the, the Maryland States is a, is a very good tournament, but um, I think it would be worth trying to get, um, you know, something. And certainly we can handle, a, you know, we handled the 64 draw for the Charm City. We can easily yep. handle a, a 32 draw of, you know, high level um, uh, players and, and get, try to get a, a big tournament down here. Well, so, you guys are bigger than like a, a Louisville. Uh, they, yeah, you know, as soon sure. as Louis, Louisville got kind of Ryan Baxter in and Edwin Lewis, they attracted a really big tournament to come down to them. Yeah, they did. I just yeah. don't think anyone's really put their you know mind to it. Um, and you know, it's court <laughs> court pressure down here is really tough. Like we do host a lot of stuff. We're hosting a PTI Nationals. We do a twenty five plus locally, fifty five age. Maryland States, the Charm City Classic, the women's oh, wow. have their tournaments. And, you know, Larendale, their their membership, when so many Saturdays are taken up by uh, play, um, yep. you know, that would have to be something that we would look and maybe do it kind of at the start of the season or kind of, you know, wrapping up. Getting the season going down here would be great. It's a little warm. Uh, so down I was going to ask you, is your season shorter than, like, say, ours? Ours everyone's starting to like start playing in early September, uh, yeah. you know, getting ready. Cause our season starts now second or third week of September, right? Noah. Yeah. Usually last, and then maybe we'll, last week is September. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but no, practices and drills and everything are beginning late August even. Yeah. We extended our season uh, okay. this year and it actually used to start mid October and go to the beginning of March. And now we're late September. So if, oh, it's, wow. if it's 75 degrees, it's, it's 75 degrees or 80, whatever, whatever it I was is. Say, it gets hot down there in September. Yeah. 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 From, uh, you know, 75 to, you know, 20. Uh, and then uh, back up, it's been pretty warm here uh, recently. But no, uh, you know, we extended it a little bit. Um, and, you know, for the for the people that want to play that much, it gets more people involved. Maybe some people have travel more matches and, and gets more people involved on those rosters rather than just having the same, you know, eight people um, yeah. going. So extending it a little bit was good for that. Hey, we, we've alluded to the uh, Charm City a, a couple of times now. Um, I think people have heard Ben and I talk about the League Classic and guests we've had on the League Classic is, is uh, in New Jersey and kind of specific rules. You have to be have to play with somebody from your club and directors or pros at clubs have to play with one of their members. So they can't play with other pros. And 
they get what I think it's 160 team draw now and it sells out in like nine or it fills up in like nine minutes or something absolutely stupid. Like I mean, it's just crazy, right? Uh this was your first year with Charm City, is that right? It was. I mean, we talked about it, um, kind of the leadership of the league for a couple of years. Um, and it was really Duncan Miller um that you know suggested having an all-league tournament. Um, and he came from Navasink in Jersey. So he was, you know, certainly playing in it every year. Um, and, and the first year we talked about it, it, we just, you know, it went by the wayside. And then, um, this year I just said, look, let's really try to do this. Um, then it becomes, well, you know, how many teams are we going to get? It was brand new to us. We copied, we copied the New Jersey classic, all the rules. You should. Sure. Why not? Um, Basically, with one difference, we had the the finals and the uh, semis on Sunday morning rather than than Monday night because we can't get the courts. But um, so we said, look, do we have 32? Do we have 48? Do we have 64 teams? And and people were just like, you know, 64 is crazy. Like, you know, you've only got 480 players in the league. You're not going to get 128 to sign up for the for the tournament. And we said, well, we're going to you know, we're going to try. Uh, and in three days, we filled the thing up. Uh, 136 players signed up in in three days. And Crazy. at the end of the day, a couple of teams uh, uh, bailed at the at the end. We had four teams on the wait list, and we had an even 64. Um, we got corporate sponsors. We got beer tent. Uh, my club and and Bernard uh, was kind of tournament director along with Duncan, and uh, and ran it. We live streamed, you know, uh, all night on um, Saturday for the quarters. Um, it was an absolute home run. I mean, it was it was in- incredible. Um, and one of the things we did that we were worried about was the, um, you know, the live scoring because at a couple of places, you know, we we weren't going to have hut commanders. Um, so getting the courts done was a nightmare. But luckily, Bernard took care of that. Uh, figuring out the scheduling of all the courts. Um, but what we did was we put uh, two young ladies in the Elkridge hut with a computer and a cell phone. And every single person in the tournament had the uh, had their number. And you, they texted in uh, their scores. So it was uh, draw players scores. And I'm telling you, it was the, I mean, a lot of people that played in it play in a lot of tournaments and they said it was the smoothest live scoring they've ever seen because these young ladies were on it. Um, so all you had to do was text in your scores to kind of home base and immediately you were told where you're going next and it popped up on the live, on the live scoring. Um, so did we you, were, did you guys do, uh, you know, I don't know about league classic. I assume they use it there, but I know for, uh, short Hills, they do a, a text, um, I don't know. It tells you where your next tournament is. Your next match is going to be. Did you guys do that as well? Uh, we did not. We just, everybody had the live scoring up on their phones. Uh, gotcha. it's amazing that 128 people actually listened to me uh, yeah. and, and, and followed the orders. Believe me, I was, uh, I sent out just a couple of emails uh, explaining all of this to everybody. Sure. So uh, they probably uh, got, got a lot of info prior to the tournament, but it ran it just couldn't have run any more smooth and, and we're looking for, for bigger and better uh, next year. We had a big beer tent and 
music going and and the weather cooperated and you know it was just perfect we had a great uh some great quarters uh some good semis bernard and another guy from our team uh casey blythe um took down a couple of uh larendale guys a couple of people couldn't play um in it which was unfortunate but they'll be back next year they'll they'll build a schedule around it for next year to make sure they can play yeah, like unfortunately, that. I think we uh, we didn't help out the uh, the Mid Atlantic down uh, yeah. during the same weekend down at uh, Oh yeah, congressional. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, for next year, I, I didn't get an angry uh, email from from anybody down there, but that probably took you know eight Baltimore teams out of their tournament. So wow, wow, oh, wow. well, I mean, you know, and, it's it, the people talked about on the show before. They're like. If the League Classic and and APTA Nationals are on the same weekend, yeah, it, it would be tough to for those some of those guys to know where to go. They said, I mean, they, that's how much they love the the League Classic. So it sounds like you guys had just a fantastic event, and uh, that's great. I mean, that's great to see, right? That's, I mean, uh, the consensus was from everybody it was the best tournament they they'd played in, you know. Um, and we congrats. had the players from like our Division Four, you know. Um, that are looking to get better and they got their three matches. Maybe they got a, you know, they got an extra, they knew the deal uh, coming in. And we, we, you know, we had very nice prizes for all finalists and winners, same prizes, you know, crystal decanters for every backdraw. So, you know, that was nice. If you got to the finals of the last chance and, you know, you got it, you got a nice uh, gift. People were, people were psyched about that. That's awesome. That sounds great. Hey, Noah, we didn't talk about this on the show. Sorry, a little sidebar. I was asking Tyler how his first league classic went. <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really fun. He goes, a little embarrassing though. I did break a paddle over my knee. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I lost my shit. <laughs> he goes, it probably wasn't my best introduction to New Jersey paddle. There you go. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, my my favorite, go, favorite moment from Team Nationals was when uh, one of those guys from uh, the Connor Breen's uh, Jersey team hucked his paddle in the lake uh, after the match was complete. And then we look over and he's trying he had to wait about 10 minutes for it to float back to shore. <laughs> <laughs> and then he fished it out with a stick. Uh, and then use the same paddle to take out my Denison team and the and the semis. So we were, uh, you know, we were we were. It was very impressive to see him fishing out his paddle from the lake. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, that's great. I mean, those kind of things. I mean, unfortunately, we don't really have anything like that in Chicago. But that's, uh, you know, we have a series tournament that they just finished uh, this right. past weekend. But it's not it really wasn't the that same. big. It was. No, I, I, was I looked surprised. at the drawer and it was really kind of disappointing yeah. like i was gonna play and then my partner had the bail on me so like yeah there's like you know. there's like five divisions maybe between the states and then the other but it, series it and... was it was small this year I remember what's the reason ago? behind that do you think i, I think I... we have a lot of league play yeah. yeah guys you know like noah are you playing two or three nights this year just two just two it's a light year for noah but you know we have really strong league play and you know, some guys have a big match on a Thursday night and goes two, three hours on a Thursday night and maybe can't walk on Friday morning. So the thought of playing a match on Saturday is uh, it's a tough one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I asked that same question to Brad Smith, who's a director here in Chicago, the other night actually at, at his his match. Mm-hmm. He's a you know a high level national guy too, and so why is it guys from Chicago don't don't play more tournaments and 
I don't know. He didn't really have a great answer either. He was kind of, uh, you know, kind of perplexed as well. I think it's, you know, again, you have good league matches uh, each week. You know, you're, you're, you don't, in Chicago, you don't have to play for your own club uh, as a director or certainly in the couple cop double series. And so, you know, you're playing really competitive matches usually on uh, a series one or two and even three. Yep. Um, I think that's part of it. And I think a lot of it is, you know, as long as these guys will go to a, a destination tournament, and they might drive three, four, five hours and be playing guys that are playing every week in Chicago anyway. So like, why would I want to go do that? So I don't know. It's very, uh, very strange. It really is. But it would be nice if we could get more uh, more Chicago guys playing some of these bigger events as well, the bigger tournaments. I think I think we have a good group of guys that do pickup games too. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's an email chain of 25 to 40 guys that often goes out like, hey, who wants to play? And you can you can have a pickup game on a – Monday afternoon with you know Brad Smith, Scott Mansinger, and and Marek Chavinsky. Uh, sure. You know, so you you have a pickup game on a Monday with those guys, and then a match on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And by the time the weekend comes, you're like, eh, not feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like back you know several years ago, you certainly saw more of the Chicago guys at the bigger. Uh, yeah. tournaments and it seems to have eased off uh, you know a little bit and I'm sure they're just getting such it's such a big um, scene out there and so many players they're getting you know big games every every single week it's it's probably easier not to fly to uh, Boston sure. or Philadelphia or New I, Jersey. I do think there will be a shift again in the next few years because there's now starting to be a um I, I think a few years back, it was kind of my age group, right? Like I'm 43 and you've got Brad Smith, Jirani, Mardik, um, you know, I'm missing, a, you know, Peter Berker. Um, there's, you know, a hundred guys. Gross, We've gross, all gross. got a little bit older um, and, you know, maybe don't want to travel too much these days. Um, but there's a new group of guys, you know, you've got Mitch Granger, uh, Lambropolis, uh, you know, uh, fuck, I've just forgotten his first name. Ong. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Ong. Andrew, yeah. nicest guy. What a great trade. Just, just won states, uh, Illinois states this week. He just, he moved here and he just won Illinois states. And, yeah. uh, but you know, Plays all these younger feet. guys, I think they're going to start traveling a whole bunch more. I do think in the next couple of years, maybe you'll see more Chicago guys again, traveling. Yeah. Ong and Weiss or Weiss. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know that. And, but I mean, those guys playing a lot. And I was impressed. I don't know how old uh, Weesey is, but um, boy, he throws up some towering lobs and holds his own out there. He's certainly not younger than the guys he's playing against. No, no. Uh, and I'm boy, he, uh, he was holding his own uh, at, at um, I guess it was uh, at Philly Cricket when I was watching him. Play. Oh, yeah. He played yeah. Uh, tennis at in Indiana, I believe. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a good, good player, great guy, too. I got to tell you guys a very quick story. I had never met Andrew Ong, never met him. And I have talked openly on the show that I would love to cut his man bun off. <laughs> and he he was playing a semi-final match at the Cabin Fever. And it must have been, it was a grind. It was him and Mitch were playing um, Harry Sullivan and Brian Panic, I think. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Sullivan Panic. It's three hours. Ong and Ong and Mitch should win that match. And they lost. They lost in three hours. You know, 
Harry Sullivan played the greatest paddle I've ever seen him play. It was fantastic. But I was walking onto the court to play one of my matches as Andrew was walking off. And and I was talking to Mitch and Andrew's, you know, he's like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Do you want to cut my, you want to cut the man bun off? And I go, hey, I yes, I do. And it's only because, you know, I haven't got much hair these days. I'm jealous. And he's like, hey, if you can get close to me, go for it. Um, nice. It's, it's nicest guy. I'd yeah. never met him. Great and guy. he was just a great human being, a, you know, yeah. a fantastic battle player. But what a good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's no, a good you know, addition to Chicago it, paddle. It's crazy. I mean, the uh, it's exciting. I mean, if you're, if you're really a fan of paddle, I mean, the future of the game is awfully bright because there's so many good young players that are I mean, good players and good people and fun people yeah. be around. And obviously, you know, everyone plays because of the social aspect. So it's so cool to see all these really good, skilled players. I mean, the sad part is there's no place for the old fat guys like me to be able to play anymore at a high level. So we probably play where we should, which is okay too. But uh, P- yeah, PTI, PTI Nationals. There you go. And that's a great <laughs> leader. So Let's talk about, about that's it. That's right. Uh, tell us about PTI Nationals. So so how do you get involved with doing that? Did you miss a meeting sometime? Or how did uh, how did that happen? I mean, it was funny, you know, I, I kind of, the there was a board meeting down here and I told the story, I think the last time I was on, but you know, I, I had met Amin and kind of got, when, when, when PTI was in its infancy, really just in Boston and I thought it was great. And so we signed on here in Baltimore and obviously it's, it's spread, but um, I, I saw him again at this board meeting that was being held in Baltimore, kind of an open part of the meeting. Uh, and he asked me to be on the um, on the PTI committee. Um, and I was on that for a little while. And then it morphed into kind of the ALGO committee. Um, my background is uh, is not, uh, you know, in math and ALGOs. I'm more of a sales guy. And it got to the point where I'm on these calls with these guys. I literally do not have a freaking clue what they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, zero. So not only do I feel uh, kind of embarrassed, but I'm also useless. And I called Amin and I said, look, dude, I can't be on this committee anymore. I'm, I'm of no use and I feel like a complete idiot. Um, so I'm resigning from the, from the committee. And he said, uh, that's fine. Uh, maybe we'll find a spot for you somewhere else. And I said, great. And I think two days later, he was like, well, how do you want to what, what would you think about running? the PTI nationals and team nationals committee. And I, and I said, sure, you know, (laughs) let's go for it. That's more my uh, marketing those events and and helping put them together is certainly more my, more my speed. Um, And then we got hit with, you know, COVID. um, And so there was a big delay and there used to be a team nationals out in, uh, in Chicago. It was pretty lightly attended and, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 teams, but um, you know, with, with PTI where it is right now, um, and really finding, uh, those spots for everybody at their level, they have been hugely, hugely successful. Um, uh, and then team nationals, uh, you know, is another huge success story from last year. I mean, last year was the, was the first year really of all the PTI nationals and, and team nationals. Um, and, and I don't know how many, uh, players played several hundred, obviously maybe 500 or so played in the PTI nationals, all of them, probably more actually. 
Um, and then I think in team nationals, women, there were like 275 uh, players out in Crazy. Chicago and the men in Jersey was like 220. Um, yeah. And, and, and this year uh, I think we're going to, we're going to blow those numbers out of the water. We, we even have to think about capping um, these just because of courts and, and everything. So I think we're capping it at, at, you know, 50 teams, for the men in Chicago and 50 teams for the women uh, in New in New Jersey, it flip flops. So last year it was men in New Jersey, women in Chicago, and this year the men are in Chicago and the women are in you, Jersey. And you that's, really have to you really have to cap it in Chicago with how many courts we have. Yeah, I mean, there's also hosting, party, food, you know, the gathering, yeah. how many people the hut can can have, and it becomes a, an awfully big operation when you've yeah. got um you know north of 300 players coming in yeah, for, sure. for an event. mike raleigh does a great job uh out there um with it and um greg morgan did a phenomenal job in in jersey last year but it's a you know it's a shit show i mean getting all these matches in and and getting the courts reserved and and it's it's a lot so yeah um, but we're looking you know we're looking forward to it i i'm hoping that the uh, Chicago uh, man post for this one. So we're going to have to put our, uh, our our heads together and figure out how to market this because I would think it should be huge. Like it should be big out there with all of the people out there putting together, you know, teams. And remember, it doesn't need to be your club team. It doesn't right. need to be, you don't need to be from Chicago. I mean, my, my team is a Denison team. No one's in the same city and we come together six guys and, uh, and come play. So a lot of times it's from a club and, or, or the same area, but you know, for people in Chicago that play on different, different teams and want to get a group together or guys that they don't usually team up with, you know, go for it. So, so uh, what are, what are the parameters for players to be able to play the, the team nationals? So you got to have um, minimum six players. If you're right. fearful of potential injury or, you know, extreme hungoverness, you might want to add a seventh or eighth uh, player, but you're going to play three courts. So, okay. um, you know, we brought six. Um, it's preferred and certainly, uh, you know, fairly strict that, you're, that your team should be within 15 PTI points. Um, top, to, top to bottom, the range. Top to bottom. So if you've yeah. got, you know, you want to be, uh, you know, from uh, 10 to, you know, 25 or 25 to 40 or, you know, 55 to 70. This is not just for um, yeah. those top level players. We really want teams that have average PTI of 60, 70, 50, 40. And we do want teams with an average PTI of five. You know, that would be awesome right. for everybody to be able to see as well so you get grouped so you're saying in like a boss a boston team could bring johan steven genius like yeah. all those guys if they, they could wanna, if they wanted things up they, 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 they might but they could if they wanted yeah i mean the low group last year in uh jersey there were some there were some good players the dc team uh came up with some with some good players the baltimore top team had good players um, you know, and, and as it goes along, it was so successful, 
that I think more teams are going to be coming. Obviously, it's it's harder to get East Coast teams to fly to Chicago than to drive to Jersey, Jersey uh, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need the, the local community to fill up a lot of those spots. Um, but we're certainly going to start the, the hardcore marketing of these events coming up and look, it's a huge initiative from the APTA. They're the biggest events of the, of the year with the most players. So, right. um, and you get grouped into a pod. So, you know, if, if we were on a team, we, there'd be three other teams in our pod, we'd play them all. Uh, and then from there, you get ranked one through four, play a semi, and two teams move on to the to the finals on on Sunday. And the and the beautiful thing is, you can be part of a team, but you don't have to play every match. If you have more than right. if you've got more, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. we. I mean you know Noah was there. I mean the guys that we we played against a team from uh, DC. Um, Connor Breen's team from Jersey and another team. I mean you know. Obviously, we were there to win and compete, but I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Everybody sure. was at the hotel that night, um, you know, in the in the bars locally. I think we had Duke UNC on that night. Um, yeah, uh, that's right. So it was it was just a lot, a lot of fun. The feedback was was incredible. Oh, yeah. It was it was great. So so not to be a downer, but I will say I did hear the other night that. Uh, that that weekend is the back weekend of some people's spring breaks. So it's, it's uh, Saturday and Sunday, April 1st and 2nd, but in Chicago, yeah. I, I guess that's the, that's the Saturday yeah, and Sunday late. at the end of some people's spring breaks. I was told. Oh, really? So that's late kind of seems. I, no. I would have thought so. My kids are. It might be, school, that might so. just be CP. That might just be CPS. No, no, no. These are guys up here in the suburbs. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, well, no ski trip this year for the kids. It's time. Yeah. Pay paddle. Who wants to go from weekend to weekend? I mean, leave Saturday morning, come back like Thursday, have a day off, and then you play paddle for the following week. We got to get our priorities straight. I mean, you know, kids are important. Team nationals is is very important. I think so, right? But yeah, Yeah. no, that's great. Talk about uh, the PTI nationals a bit. I mean, it seems like, um, it seems like some of the PTI nationals I've seen have been mostly locally based as opposed to obviously you'd like to draw people from all over the place, but what's um, what's the thought around that about trying to get some more of those teams from out of town into the PTI nationals? Yeah, look, I mean, last year was the first real big year of PTI nationals kind of coming out of, of COVID. So, you know, you have a, a one in the, the 50 men's 50 pluses in Baltimore. Certainly it's going to be a majority, you know, Baltimore team. So this is where we are at this stage. Um, it depends on, you know, where you are and how many people are going to come in. The goal clearly is to have uh, teams coming in from from all over. And I think sure. as it builds um, you know, that will be the, that will be the case. Uh, you, you definitely need the local community to come to play. Um, uh, but these are national championships and therefore, uh, we want teams coming in from, from all over. And we're really getting into the season now. Uh, there were a couple in Chicago, um, earlier in, in November. And I think they kind of replaced, um, kind of the intermediates, uh, those tournaments that you had right. out there. Right. Um, but um, and and different areas travel more as we were you know discussing. Um, some people are more willing, and and men, women, you know, uh, seem to travel. I give the women a lot of credit. I mean, women travel a lot 
for, for, for battle and for tournaments. And especially for those that, you know, didn't have a place to play, you know, they're not going to go play uh, in an NRT or a, or a grand Prix, right. Right. but Hey, I live in Connecticut and the, you know, 45 plus is uh, down in uh, New Jersey. Let's go. I mean, those ones at short Hills last year, uh, the 30 and the 60, I think it was for, for the women's, those were big draws. (laughs) Those were competitive. I mean, we were, we were watching those and I mean, there was, uh, no messing around when it got to like the quarters and the semis and the finals, they were into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the market seems to be there for it. Just take a look at the growth of all these camps, these destination camps now, whether it's on, you know, it's in uh, it's in uh, Nantucket, or whether it's up in Owl's Nest, or whether it's out in Telluride, uh, Telluride or uh, um, I know they've got some out near uh, near Aspen now uh, in Colorado. I mean, there you know, there's destination camps all over the place. So it, and people are traveling to those, and those are filling up almost instantly. So there's certainly an appetite for people who want to go someplace different and either play or learn or you know play competitive paddle. So it seems I think it's a great idea. It's just. Uh, it's uh, sure just a process, right? Just to, just to build it up a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as I said, we're getting into the season, February, there's a, there's a, they're always kind of scattered about, but really February and March. Um, and so things kind of slow down in a lot of areas kind of beginning of, of March. Um, so I encourage people to take a look at the calendar um, and certainly look at, um, you know, what's, what's available to you. I'm always looking and my PTI fluctuates all the time. So I'm trying to figure out which one I can, I can go to, but, um, he's, you know, he's gaming the system. He's, he's trying to, uh, yeah. trying to pop it up just enough so he can qualify for a level that's higher than. Yeah. Should, yeah. Un- un- unfortunately I'm in that tweener, uh, <laughs> spot right now where, uh, I can't get into the one that I probably should be playing and I'm going to get killed in the one that I can't play. <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, we're, we are certainly hoping in that, hoping that, um, you know, that over time these become, uh, where people are are really flying in, driving in, and coming from different different desks. and I'm and I I'm for sure that we're going to get there. Yeah, um, but sure. you do need the local communities to 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 right. fill it out. Right, and just just to make it easier for people, if you go on the APTA's homepage, there's a tab right at the top where it says calendar that you can even if you don't want to look through the whole calendar, just filter it by PTI events, and you can can see all everything that you want to know there about uh, about those so but yeah i mean having played in team nationals this past year uh i've played a pti event but it wasn't nationals but the team team nationals are are fantastic and obviously even pti events if if you can play against a group of uh you know peers from a from a skill level you know, you're gonna have more fun it's gonna be uh it's gonna be competitive matches which is what everyone wants well for yeah. anyone for anyone listening that that hasn't played a tournament before noah plays more tournaments than anyone uh but you know you know i i travel for tournaments you you just get to meet people that yeah. you'd never ever run across right. and right away you've got something in common with them sure. uh and you know you get the odd person that you you try and stay away from but you know <laughs> for the most part everyone's really cool. And, you know, I think the PTI is great for guys who are in there, you know, that 40 and plus that are like, why, why would I play a tournament? I get destroyed, you know, go out to Jersey and play. A, if you're from Chicago, go meet some new guys and play, play some great matches. Sure. I, I, you know, I think it's fantastic. For sure. 
Yeah, we try to spread them around, right? So you've got, you know, right now I'm just looking with the the men's 45 plus is March 25th in Boston. The 20 plus men's is in Philly. The 50 plus is in in Maryland. As I said, we did have some in in Chicago, um, and the women's events are scattered around. We've got the 35 plus in uh, Connecticut. The 65 plus is in New Jersey. Um, women's 65 plus on March 2nd, March 3rd is the 40 plus women's in, in Boston, in Brookline. So, uh, we do try to try to spread them around, uh, and, and get people, um, to be able to get there. All right. So I, I got one for you, Sam. So, uh, for the areas that, that aren't using PTI currently, um, what, what, what does one, one do if they're not using PTI and they want to play in a tournament? Mm, good question. So you would get um, kind of evaluated by uh, a pro um, at the, the club um, and then, you know, register for the, for the APTA. Um, and certainly that, you know, I think that was an issue last year at women's team nationals in Chicago, because at the time, I don't think they were on the, PTI, but they, they're, they're <laughs> Dude, that's a whole yeah. issue. You don't we, want to know about we, we, we should do a, We should do a whole episode on that. <laughs> Fuck. There's some crazy going on in Chicago. And then you got Jersey that's kind of on it, kind of off it, but they still have PTIs. I, uh, uh, but yeah, they would need to get, um, you know, rated and then, um, maybe play a casual match. Um, if for, for leave, they, they join the APTA and then, um, can join the league and play a, you know, a casual match with some people that are, that are rated that would help as well. So, um, we'll always so try to be, not, everyone. yeah, they're not precluded. If somebody doesn't have, if somebody plays in an area or whatever, that doesn't have a PTI, they can certainly still get involved with tournaments. Yeah. I mean, we got to be careful, right? You know, you don't want somebody coming to play in the, in the 50 plus that's really a a 35. That's not going to be the best case uh, scenario, but probably uh, the 35 is, is, you know, is playing and has a PTI already. So. Yeah, there you go. Good stuff. All right. We, uh, we know it's getting late here. And uh, since we don't want to talk about pickleball yet, let's, uh, should we finish off with a rapid fire, Ben? What? Sam, your background, you said, is mar- advertising, marketing? Uh, 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 sales, uh, financial sales. Okay, I won't get into so. it then. Because I was just going to, if, if I thought um, for some reason you were advertising, I wanted to know what the hell is pickleball? It's a stupid sport for the most part. <laughs> and it is blown up. Paddle's way better than pickleball. Uh, but it's blown up. Like, you've got yeah. Jamie Fox has got a pickleball company now. LeBron's buying teams. What the fuck? They're advertising. How they have marketed that sport is unbelievable. It's incredible. I mean, you know, look, yeah. I I really like pickleball. No, um, it's fun. I, I do. enjoy playing it. I'm I'm obsessed with paddle, but I yeah. do play a lot of pickle. And once you get to a certain level in pickle, it's very fun. No, it's, and you're playing it's when good. it's hot out. I mean, it's a much better workout for me than playing men's doubles tennis. I mean, um, yes. I leave the court, you know, drenched mm-hmm. and exhausted, whereas I'm not that way with, with tennis. But, no, it's absolutely blowing up. I mean, everywhere it's you crazy. look, I follow a lot on social media. Um, they've got a TV deal. And that's one thing, you know, 
paddle, unfortunately, you can't show live paddle on a, a network. No one's going to watch a six minute point with 50 lobs. It's just not going to work. Uh -uh. But the bam, bam, bam of the pickle and everybody can play it. Um, you know, you can't walk out onto a paddle court and start, you know, swatting the ball around with no experience and have fun. Um, yeah. It's going to take a little while. Anybody can go out and, and hit the pickleball and have a, have a rally and, and have a little bit of, of fun. And I think that's a huge, huge part of it. What was the, I mean, it was like 36 million people picked up a pickleball paddle last that, year. Thirty-six million. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I gotta tell you, I do enjoy coaching pickleball because you can take the most unathletic person in the world and at the end of an hour they feel like they feel great about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're setting up games. You can't do that with paddle. We put in a four-court facility at Elk Ridge last year um for pickle, devoted yep. pickle facility. And I'm telling you, those courts are packed all day long. But relatively, uh, it's cheap to put in a four-court facility as opposed to a four-court paddle facility. Much, yeah. We knocked oh. out one one tennis court and put in put in four pickle courts, a uh, little deck, and I mean, it's you know, yeah. people are having pickle yeah. parties out there. It's it's incredible. It's yeah, um, it's definitely on the rise. I keep saying, you know, it's booming, it's booming, but I don't even think we're we're really close to the boom. Uh, you know, I, I was telling someone the other day, you know, do you, you know, I think pickleball, you know, do you remember when snowboarding first came around? All professional snowboarders had a skiing background. And, you know, I think right now you're seeing all these professional pickleball players that have a huge tennis background for the most part. They were collegiate or professional tennis players at some point. I think you're going to find in a few years there's there's professional pickleball players that have never picked up a tennis racket. You know, it's I just, think, it's this both, big sport. It's going to be a college sport. I, you know, it's, it's crazy how that sport's grown. Yeah. I mean, I, what you haven't seen to that extent, I don't think yet is the, you know, the tennis player who is a, you know, top couple of hundred that is not making it on the tennis tour and yeah. step into play a lot of these pickle players the the best ones have been around a little while you have not yeah. seen the influx and with sponsorship dollars and more money mm -hmm. these men and women are going to bail on tennis and go yep. play pickle and i think you're going to see the game of pickle change dramatically over the next uh, couple of years with that you're already seeing guys like jack sock and Sam Query, Sam like, Query, John Isner, got, yeah, Isner getting in there, and if they can make, I mean, how much does a if you're ranked like 300 in the world in tennis, you're not making squat. You're, uh, you're losing money. You're calling. Yeah. You're calling your sponsors or your dad, going, "Hey, uh, I know <laughs> I've lost the last three weeks in a row. Uh, I need another 20 grand." Yeah. yeah, but that that person who's 300, two, 300 in the world in tennis could probably transition a pickleball and, you know, make six figures. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think so. I think you're going to see a lot of that over the next, uh, next couple of years. And then the game is probably going to get very fast and you're going to see it, you know, change. Yeah. I mean, you saw, you know, paddle change from a lot of lobbing and a lot of slower play. And then all those guys came in and they're ripping two handers, ripping forehands and slashing 
I think you're going to see the same thing happen to pickleball and it's going to change at the highest level. Um, yeah. For, for guys like me, it's going to still be the same thing, but <laughs> for them, I think you're going to see it change. No, I, it's, you know, I say it's a silly sport, but I, it's, it's growing and, and good for them. They've done such a good job marketing themselves. You know, their, their top guy has a mullet and a mustache and wears tiny shorts and a sleeveless he's shirt. Your, he's, and, McGuffin, he's your favorite. I listen to this. He show. is my, he oh, is my favorite. And favorite. I, I hate myself every time I'm like cheering for the guy. Cause I'm like, ah, kind of comes across a little douchey, but I'm like, you know, yeah. good for him. I'm sure it's a, sure. I'm sure it's a marketing thing. And, and, but they've yeah. done a great job marketing themselves. Well, it'd be yeah. interesting to see if like the Johns brothers and, and McGuffin and uh, some of these other uh, guys, get moved out, you know, or if they can hang in there when the big time tennis players come in for real, if they are able to hang on or if, you know, they had their day and now it's over. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It's interesting. All right. We'll we'll get you out of here. Let's uh, Noah, let's go to those questions. Uh, Me. I'm going to ask the questions. Okay. Oh, you want me to go ask him? I don't Uh, mind. Right, this is going to be PG rated or R rated? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, these are these are easy. These are uh, get to know Sam. Super easy. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you go? Go ahead, Ben. It's all you. All right, Sam. Best shot you've ever hit? A rare cutter. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I, I celebrate if I make one in a match. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, rare what's your favorite? <laughs> have you got a favorite, like a straight under cutter? Are you coming up around it and making it kick left or right? What are, what no, are we thinking? Just when we straight hit? under, bounce back into the into the net. They're, they're great in practice. And once in a while, I pull one off during the, during the match. But I'm working on it. But uh, we, will, we will see how that goes. It's, it's tough to pull it out at crunch time. My, uh, here, I'll tell you a very quick story. I won't name any names. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out afterwards, they can ask us and I'll tell you the names. But uh, there was a Chicago player who hits a lot of cutters and playing a guy from the East Coast uh, and hits a massive cutter and was standing, you know, this guy likes, he'll, he'll hit a cutter from anywhere. Hits a cutter from, you know, just inside the service line. And it hits the other side and just bites and shoots all the way back right into the middle of the court, right on the tee. And uh, he catches it. Like, you know, no one was going to get it. He just catches it and goes to throw it to them. And the East Coast player on the other side say, like, nope, that's our point. And uh, dude, th- yeah. I, I, I am very surprised that punches weren't thrown. He's like, yeah. there's no way you're going to get that. That's like the best shot I've ever hit. And, um, yeah, it was, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, you know, FYMing one of my, uh, one of my good buddies is always a, a second favorite to the, to the cutter, but, uh, that's what I love about paddle. You can hit a good friend of yours and it's like, oh, that's my best shot. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. What's, uh, what's your favorite band? My favorite band, um, you can it's name a long them. list, but probably uh, my my daughter and I share a, a great love for the Lumineers. Uh, so yeah. we're, we're big uh, Lumineers fans. But if you had, if I had a genre, it would be mostly uh, mostly reggae is uh, what I'm. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, now Noah just lit up. Bob Marley, little Gregory Isaacs, absolutely. I like the you know Yellow Man and Going yeah. 
going back deep a, a, a few years with, uh, but yeah, Farley obviously is, is fantastic. I, I, I know what our walkout music is going to be at Short Hills then. We're That's gonna, right. We're going to be all dialed in. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> all right. What's, uh, what's your favorite TV show? Or currently watching or all time? What are we going with? I'm a, I'm a Discovery Channel guy. Uh, so I'm a fan of the, of the uh, Gold Rush uh bearing sea gold like these uh i love those shows out the yukon and no alaska where they're trying to they go through so much crap but usually they come up with gold uh yellowstone certainly a, a new one that so i good yeah i didn't i don't think it's discovery channel i think it's history channel but have you watched that show alone yes I have where, where they stick them out in the wilderness and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they've got nothing and they got to see how long they can live out. I love that show. Yeah. Five minutes is my answer. <laughs> I don't think I could last long. I mean, but I love, I love to watch the show and pretend like I could do it. 400 pound bear outside their tent. Like it's nothing. I'm like, are uh-huh. you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I can't do it. Uh, favorite movie. Uh, I mean, Caddyshack is going to be tough to, to beat for, for me. I've probably seen, uh, that, uh, a couple of hundred times. Snatch is another one. Oh, my man. Yes. I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, uh, fan of that movie. I don't know that one. Oh God. I could quote that movie all night long. I, that's, that's, will- that, that, that is my favorite. Yeah, it's great. It's a Guy Ritchie film. Um, and the other one was Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Absolutely. Or Gu- but, uh, two, smoking ba- two Smoking Barrels. And yeah. have you seen uh, Layer Cake? Layer Cake. Let me write that down. So no. Layer, Layer Cake is kind of the third in the installment of they're obviously not sequels or anything, but they kind of lead together and have some yeah. of the same characters. Uh, Layer Cake has Daniel Craig and um, Tom Hardy before they were like famous, yeah. um, and it's it's the same genre: English gangsters, drugs, and yeah, all that. Yeah. It's fantastic. I yeah. mean, now that we're on the topic of Peaky Blinders and uh, and Tom Hardy is Alfie Solomon's and in, in, in the Peaky Blinders. I mean, the first couple of years they lost me a little bit at the end, but uh, those early years of Peaky Blinders were were awesome. You know, so good so good and i I know know how sam felt on the uh, algorithm committee now i feel the same (laughs) now uh this might you know a movie i just watched is going to go into noah's next question but i just watched uh the top gun maverick with my kids for about the eighth time and have you guys seen that once yeah i like oh Noah, have you seen it so once yes that was enough for oh come on so I good. Can't sit, I can't sit still for that long. Oh, My wife get gets mad at me all the time. I, fall, I If I sit still for 15 minutes, I fall asleep. I fall asleep during more movies. I can't watch TV shows. I've seen so many plays that, you know, Broadway plays that I fall asleep halfway into. I feel bad. But Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so, all right. Not ask, I ask, can't sit there. ask your question, Noah. Come on. All right. Well, it's a follow on. Well, you said favorite <laughs> movie. Oh, all right. So, uh, oh, this is, yeah, this is, this is for the Hinsdale. This boys, is your which, question. This is the this is for my boys in Hinsdale, uh, and they'll they'll know it's coming. But uh, when you're flying, do you wear a neck pillow? Yes or no? Uh yes, oh, I do God, wear a so... neck pillow. Because... Cut him off now. 
Ben, ben you available for Short Hills? I need a new partner. <laughs> I will play. He's, I Sa- Sam's okay with his masculinity when he wears a neck pillow, obviously. Come I'll on. say this. When I get on, you know, a plane or a train or if I'm a passenger, I'm rarely a passenger in the car, but um, I like to, you know, nod off. And especially on a, on a plane, sometimes it's hard for me to stay awake, but the, the, the neck pillow is the only way for me to sleep otherwise it doesn't it doesn't work so i'm a proud neck pillow wearing man they have narcotics for that sam have (laughs) you seen uh, have you seen the a-team they used to do that to uh, mr t all the time drug him up he'd wake up refreshed and uh, you know you don't need a neck pillow say no to neck pillows have you seen that kind of newer neck pillow it's like this thing you put over for those that are watching the youtube they can see it but listening i'm going to describe it terribly it's like this thing you put over your head and it's got a couple of holes and you can like and a face it it protrudes out i'm not wearing that thing thing. let's not yeah because that would make you look stupid if you did that have you seen it you can go like face down and i always wanted to see someone wearing that and i was like no who who who's bought that it looks genius but i could never do it. Uh, anyways, all right. All what right. about the best hut? Best hut. Best hut. Yeah. What's your favorite hut in the country? Well, you know, I got to tell you that I um, and you are not going to be uh, good with this answer. I've never uh, been to a hut in Chicago. So yet. yet. Start uh, there. Yeah. So I'm assuming that I will be finding my favorite uh, hut uh, soon. So I'm going to say our my favorite hut is our little hut at our at our club where we have a lot of lot of good yeah. times. But uh, All right. uh, but you know who has a, a great operation um, is uh, Myopia uh, up in in Boston. They've got. Their their hut looks over on the paddle courts. They've got squash courts on the on the other side, so you can peek in. It's an unbelievable club. Uh, Scott Slobin's up there, uh, kind of North Shore of Boston, so they don't participate in the you know in the in the league. They've got their own league up there with okay. Kate Ann and some of those other ones. But uh, that place is awesome, and they've got a pretty cool. Pretty cool viewing situation, but I know that when I get to Exmoor and uh, some of these other places out there, that I will be blown away, and uh, I will uh, I will uh, bow to the Chicago Paddle Hut. They're not bad. No, well, the the best hut, Sam, is when you get to Chicago and you go about an hour and a half north and you go to uh, the Cedar Club. That's yeah, okay. the best hut. But that's in Milwaukee. There's yeah, probably some good debates over who has the best hut out in Chicago, I would imagine. Uh, for me, it's Norwood. Norwood is Norwood. I, I'm a big fan of the Norwood hut. Yeah, it's uh, they they did an amazing job as far as viewing and where the bar is. And it's it's they it's. Well, you're basically amazing. got sports bars with uh, paddle huts on the side. Yes. Pretty right. much the way it's yeah. described. You know, I've I've spoken to him. I actually got to get Peter Burker to come on the show because peter has like you ask peter about huts and he's like okay well this one for the viewing this one where where the bathroom is located this where you store all your stuff peter will go for like two hours deep on how to design a paddle hut and which hut has everything it's uh we got to get peter on 
Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I noticed now going to a lot of tournaments and checking them out and, and something that does, uh, you know, bother me is when the viewing is not great. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, the viewing for me is so huge. I want to be level with the court. I want to be able to, you know, sit or stand behind the court. Um, and so, you know, you see a lot of different spots out there. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of particular about uh, how I like to watch paddle. I'll tell you that, you know, Philly cricket has a pretty unbelievable operation going yeah. down there. They don't have the greatest paddle hut in the world, but I don't know if any club has more, you know, shit going on and, Philly, Philly cricket. I mean, there was an actual cricket game going on while, while we were uh, there. Oh, I guess geez. it's only. That, that'll, it, that'll put you to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I think only one weekend of the year they do it. And they're putting in a couple of Padel courts now. I mean, they've that, that, Ooh. that club is an impressive spot. Nice. Oh, I have to go. Uh, all right. We're good. Three more for you real quick. Favorite commentator. Favorite commentator. Um, I'll tell you, I mean, I guess maybe I'm kind of uh, old school. I mean, I love uh, Ennis. Um, he does a great job. But for some reason, uh, Fischl and, and Easterbrook just, just crack me up. I just, I'm used to their voices. <laughs> they make me laugh. Uh, the dry humor, I, you know, um, I like them. I love Patty. She does a great, a great job. Mark, uh, you know, does a great job. But um, I'll go. Then Jerry does a great job. I'll, I'll go with uh, you know the, the old school though. I watch a lot that's, of live stream, a lot of live stream <laughs> battle. So that's uh, that's um, that's a good answer. I think I, we should I, ask I, worst worst commentator. And uh, I would <laughs> I can I, answer I that. And it's none that of is. it's none of the guys you've just mentioned. Oh, no. There's I, one, but I'm not gonna say. Good choice. I used to think Mark, uh, I used to like Mark Guinness too, but that was before he beat me, me and Sven last weekend for my only shot at a national title. So I'm not, I don't That's like right. Mark as much anymore. <laughs> that's right. Uh, in the rain, three setter, couple of that's, breakers. That's, no, that's what happened? Right. Uh, it's, you know, I, uh, apparently I'm not as good of a rain player as I should be. I don't know, but, uh, still a good time. I, I, you know, my partner could only do so much trying to carry me across the finish line, but. It was fun. Sam, we haven't we haven't told the story of that tournament. And Noah, please correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. So beginning of the season, Noah hunted down Stephen Mitchell and was like, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, you're coming to Lagunitas. You're playing Lagunitas with me. And as nice as Stephen is, he's like, yep, yep. Okay, I'll play. And Stephen had to back out. So Noah, Noah moved on to arguably a better player, uh, Terry Babb. Yeah. And was gonna was gonna play was gonna play Lagunitas with Terry Babb. And then there was some fallout of partnerships, but Peter Hammond, a Chicago guy here, was like, I I my partner can't play or something like that. And Noah's like, that's fine, you play with Terry. So Noah gave Peter Terry, his partner, and was and had Sven Burrish in his yeah. back pocket to play with him. So yeah, man, yeah. 
You know, it wasn't a bad fallback. That's a, that's no, a good, not bad. That's a good, not bad. A good exchange. I no, noticed yeah. we didn't get the call on the Lagunitis, uh Ben. So you know, no, not at all. Next, next no. time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Next time, no, not not when he's got Sven willing to play with him. I, I I talked to Sven today. He said it's okay. We'll get him next year. I said, all right, sounds good. Oh, so, yeah, Sven, Sven awesome doesn't trip. know that's le- that's legally binding in Noah's words. <laughs> like, Noah's already booked hotel rooms and tickets for that one. Right. All right, here we go. Uh, last two for you. Next player to win nationals that hasn't won one yet. Next player to win nationals who hasn't won one yet. Uh, men or, or women? Both. 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 I think the women's is actually the easier one to answer. You Lynn Kiro on the on the women's. Side. Oh, maybe the women's isn't as easy. I was gonna go Roxy and <laughs> I was gonna go with Roxy. Yeah. Um boy on the men's I gotta I gotta think about it here. I mean um and you it's want me to pull up the national rankings? Things. Yeah. Huh? You I want mean, me to pull up the national rankings? You've got yeah, you've got guys like Graham McNearney in there right. you've got uh humphreys and osis conic you've got fraser right, morgan we don't, we don't need to go any further it's humphreys and, and osis conning i mean i think that um they are tough they've been moving up the rankings and playing just better and better and better kind of reminds me of like when hughes and powers were you know coming up and and they were getting to quarters and then they were getting to semis and then all of a sudden they were getting to to finals and and yeah. taking it um those guys are those guys are solid and and very uh very fun to watch um you know look i mean morgan and frazier are tough they are a very Mm -hmm. very tough out when it comes to um you know they, they had a that awesome one of the best matches ever was that pro flight at fiddlers was it when they mm-hmm. played johan and and oh. Stephen? you really only <laughs> the, the third set that was an unbelievable match check um, it on live streaming it's fantastic i've yep. told people it's the best uh, match you I've know, ever watched i'd love to yeah. see you know you, you haven't and, you haven't watched adam morgan play much then have you <laughs> wasn't that the real response uh, something yeah. like that yeah you know, How about Philippe, uh, Philippe Rams? Is yeah, I was to say Philippe Rams. You know. So Philippe's playing this week, uh, coming weekend with uh, with Martin, and they won. You're talking about Philly cricket. They won Philly cricket. So uh, wow, that with Philippe and Martin, that's a good team. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. I get yelled at by everyone when I say Philippe, 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 and everyone's like, Wagner's a good player. Like you keep trying to get him to play with Martin, and uh, no, but I sure. I tell you, of a team, they're not going to win it for a, a few years. But a team, if they if they continue to play and they're really young, is uh, Eric West and Thomas Christian. Yeah, no, they're good. I mean, uh, Thomas is you know plays in Philly and plays at Aronimic and linked yeah. up with West. And I saw West out at uh, Montgomery, Philly. He's nasty. Um, yeah, and you know. I think it was great for Tomas to play with Drew and kind of learn the game uh, that way. And those guys have linked up now. Um, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be good too. Yeah. That's, that's, sure. that's a good team, but there's a lot of good young guys coming up as we talked about earlier. So yeah, for sure. good, I think it's good awesome. things coming. And, and gals too. And gals. Yeah. Yes. It well, would let's, be great let's... to see the, you know, the kind of over under on teams that can win nationals be more than three, uh, you know, yeah. going forward. It would be really awesome if you got into the 
quarters, you had a legit shot to, yep, to win. Sure. And that just hasn't been the case. I don't think over the last several, several years, but, um, and on the women's side, you know, um, let's see. Lynn Caro was a good shout. Yeah. Yep. Lynn and, sure. um, and who's she playing? Macy now has switched. She's playing with, um, with Lynn. With with Lynn, and yeah. then her, her Mar- Mar- uh, Marcella's playing with uh, Liz Cruz. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. interesting. That could be an interesting uh, mix at the end of the year. Obviously, Flora and Anna, um, you know, are the are always the the team to beat. But um, you know, anyone, anytime there's someone up that high, there there's a lot of people coming to to try to take you down. But absolutely, yeah, no one's great. gonna have better outfits though. That's true. That's uh, that's that's a fashion statement for sure. They got it going. Uh, you know what's crazy about about Lynn is, I mean, she's only been playing for fourteen months. I think she's been playing paddle for fourteen months. So yeah, yeah. that's gonna be. She's gonna got be a fun. good. She's got a good coach. Yeah, I, I talked wow. to Cutter. We worked on the yeah. Cutter together. Get out yeah, of yeah, here. yeah. I meant. I meant Come my... on, ask Lynn. Ask Lynn. I worked on the Cutter with her. I gotta tell you, old old Sven outkicked his coverage when he when he uh, dated Lynn, right? Like <laughs> she's so nice and she's awesome. So yeah. yeah. Now are they gonna play? Uh, are they gonna play uh, mixed nationals? Ooh, that's a nasty team. That's a tough. One. That's a tough team. They can't play the husband wife yet, but they could play. Right. They could play mixed. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting Martin and Floor and and uh, Sven and. And Lynn out there for the Adam, the, Adam and Allison Morgan too. Adam yeah. and Allison. Yeah. 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 That'll be some good stuff this year. We'll see all kinds of great terms to look forward to. All right. This is an easy one to finish off. Uh, That's fine. The answer, but uh, paddle tournament or 72 holes of golf. Oh, paddle tournament. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's a no brainer. I'll never Excellent. finish 72 holes of golf. <laughs> no, that's because golf wait, should wait. be 12 holes max. That's right. That's yeah. Right. yeah. The, the correct answer to the question is that 72 consecutive holes of golf, because otherwise it'll be like six days worth, maybe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to play uh, 72 holes. Unfortunately, I used to be good at golf and now I'm not. And it drives me so crazy that it makes me angry and I don't play that much. Any, uh, I keep thinking that I'm going to get back to where I was and I never, I never do. So I play paddle, uh, you know, paddle and pickle most of the, the summer and, as little tennis as possible, but I get dragged out Excellent. there. Excellent. Excellent. That sounds good. Well, hey, uh, we went way over the time we thought we would, but it was a, it was a lot of fun talking with you, Sam. So um, great. We, we appreciate you being on. Uh, I appreciate you getting a lot better between now and Short Hills since you're my partner this year. So <laughs> the big things from you. So, uh, but uh, thanks again for being on. Thanks, obviously, for all you're doing with the APTA to, to run a lot of those tournaments. It's a ton of work, obviously. And uh, everybody certainly appreciates it. So uh, thanks for doing that. And uh, and thanks for being on tonight. Guys, I really appreciate it. It's always uh, fun. And I look forward to, to seeing it. Ben, you're going to be at Short Hills? No, sir. No. Okay. Uh, when is it? Uh, Feb 11, Super Bowl weekend. Is it really? Yeah. No. 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 I, I don't watch that either. Uh, <laughs> no. No, hunting, hunting season's coming up. So I'm getting ready for that. 
Well, team Finding my paddle down. Friend, if there's not a, a team aspirant, I'm going to be uh, deeply disappointed. Unless I you would. have spring break. Uh, Wait, what? Are the, it's the first, first of April? First, to, first and second of April, yeah. Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. That weekend. Yeah. Talk to some guys. I'll talk to Jay Waldenberg. Oh, there you go. I'll get a Waldy <laughs> team. <laughs> Put together a good team, and I think team that'll be you know, that'll inspire uh, others from different areas to, you know, to, yeah. to come out. Um, and, and the, the low handicappers such as yourselves, we, we get filled up with the, you know, the, the twenties and higher uh, like uh, me and Noah, but uh, right. you know, and again, the, the, the 50 plus group, please don't for, don't forget, like there, mm-hmm. there were a lot of teams last year with an average BTI of 60 and they had, Certainly, as much fun as anybody else. Maybe more. Maybe more. more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those guys should bring nine guys for their team just to make sure (laughs) they uh, they get they can field six for for each event, right? Uh, All right. Well, hey, Sam. Thanks so much for uh, for being on, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in a few weeks. I'll see you, boys. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Sam. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Noah and I talk to Sam Byram. we have been we haven't been here for a while so it was uh we had a lot to talk about it was fun i've uh, i've really missed doing this so i appreciate everyone that's listening to us right now uh go sign up for team nationals sign up for a, a, a pti event if you've never played a tournament before uh come on out to chicago for team nationals come uh come play a little bit of paddle and or go to Jersey if you're a female. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, come play a little paddle, drink way too much, and have a great weekend. Uh, everybody wins. So, again, we appreciate you listening to us. And thank you for Sam Byron for joining us. He was, uh, he's a good dude. So, thank you for listening. And we are out of here.